I'm so tired. Okay, hold on. Let me get my brain in the zone here. We need to apologize to our uh, listeners. Ma, ma, ma. Now, you've now tempted me to keep that in. <laughs> but do you know what it was a reference to? Uh, hold on. You got this. You got this. It's Disney. Think pink. Oh, Sharpay? Yeah! Sharpay Evans doing her warm ups. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. Wait, we have to sync. Oops. How do I want to start this? Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Cinematic Pulse Podcast. This week... That's us. <laughs> no, that was so good. Keep going. I'm going to keep going, then. This week, we were supposed to do uh, Haunted Mansion, the very first one with Eddie Murphy, but we're not because I'm the but worst. we're not. No! Well, hold on. Wait, Let, me you shut your mouth. Let me explain without explaining. Um, I travel for work every week, and my plane got delayed three and a half hours today, so I didn't get time to watch the film, and I'm tired, and Audrey's tired, and we're just going to move that to maybe next week. Yeah, so yeah. we're going to talk about Halloween instead. And other holiday films, because we're on the cusp of Christmas and Thanksgiving, let's be honest. I can hear the sleigh bells now. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, I'm done. <laughs> All right, so let's just get rolling. I'm your host, Audrey. And I'm your co-host, Cherie. So sit back, relax, and please don't silence your phone while we check your cinematic pulse. <laughs> Love it. I'm Love such a it. train wreck, man. So, we're going to talk about Halloween. Um, so, I... <laughs> Please leave that in. I'm going to be so mad if you don't. <laughs> I will, I will, I will. Thank you. Okay, so what are your favorite scary movies to watch around the Halloween season? Hocus Pocus is a must. You can't... It's Which like I haven't seen. Hocus Pocus to Halloween is what a Christmas story is to Christmas for, like... Okay, for this dumb, like, living under a rock white girl, please explain what Hocus... What Can you give me the plot of what Hocus no. Pocus is about? No. No. What? You have to watch what? it. But, like, why would I want to watch it if I don't know what it's about? Because it's a classic, and it has to be watched, or you are not American. No, I'm just kidding. It is a... It's a Disney Channel original... Blah, original? It is a Disney Channel original... Is it got Riz? I almost had it. Third time's the charm. It is a Disney Channel original movie, is it not? No. It's just a, it's a, no. I think it's just a Disney Disney film, but it's not a Disney original. I don't know. I don't know. I I just know it's under the helm of Disney, but no. So, the film is about the Sanderson sisters, and they are brought back to life when a virgin lights the candle of whatever. Listen, you, I am not good at this. Like ah, you that's are, family so just, friendly. Just go with this. No, I've seen I've seen that part of the movie. So what do they do when they come back? When they come back, they have 24 hours to... I don't... Listen, listen, listen. They have 24 <laughs> to hours havoc. to do something. Like, they have to do... They have to, like, make a potion or... No, they have to suck the life out of, like, a child. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, they that's to, family friendly. They they that's like they movie. eat the soul. They have to eat the soul of like a, a kid or something to sustain their life and be 
quote unquote. So they can stay around. Yeah. Instead, instead Basically, of just stay young. Again That's after it. Hours? Thank you. You help mm, me. It's okay. to stay young. So they have to do that, and if they don't, they right. turn back to stone. Mm, okay. Like like uh, what was it? Trolls? Mountain trolls? Yeah, they turn what? to stone. No, I don't know. I've never seen that. That's from Lord of the Rings. So yeah, that's the plot of the film, and it's uh, very funny. Um, Okay. It, I don't know, it's one of those classic films that everyone sits down and you watch together, even though you know everything that's going to happen, you know, word for word. You just know what's, you know it all, but you sit down and watch it because it's what you do. It it brings in the nostalgia, brings the family together. That's what Hocus Pocus is. Mm, yeah, I would not have been allowed to watch that as a child. Uh, no, I don't. Sure. I don't think that would have happened for you. But that's one no. of my favorites. Especially the whole. I think my mom would have gotten five minutes in and gotten to the virgin part and been like, "Nope," and turned off the TV. <laughs> <laughs> it plays such a minimal part in the film. It's actually more of a gag. It's used as a gag in the film, which is actually really I, great. I remember watching the first like ten minutes or so with my friend, and and I remember getting to that part, and like my adult brain was like, "This is a kids' movie," because they like make fun of the kid who is a virgin, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Yeah. But that's. And they have to like light the black candle or whatever. Uh huh. The black flamed okay. candle. Yes. That's what it is. So I, I honestly don't watch Chris- or not Christmas, uh, Halloween films as much as I used to, mostly because I just don't have time and I usually work the Halloween, yeah. usually on Halloween. But Hocus Pocus is a favorite. Um, I also love. Which. Pause. I have a standing reminder in my phone to remind you not to work Halloween oh, in yep. the field that you work in. <laughs> I actually do not work Halloween this year, but I do fly home on Halloween this year. So let's see That's what fine. mischief comes up from that. That's fine. Flying, flying is fine. Uh, you working on Halloween in your other field is terrible. Terrible I idea. Every year you're like Audrey. Don't let me work Halloween ever again. <laughs> I remember telling one of my coworkers at that said job area where I was like, I don't wear Halloweens anymore. I've never mm-hmm. nope. had a Halloween it's night. It's like working the full moon. Yeah. I've never had a Halloween night at that job that ever wasn't not crazy. Just, mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not for me. Yeah. Nope. Like I said, full moon energy, man. And not the good kind of full moon. Like, no. we're not, there's no crystal charging at this full moon. <laughs> no good things come from it. But, uh, yeah. No so, good things. Hocus Pocus is a favorite. I love the strangers. Um, I as a kid, the strangers. Oh, you told we me talked about, about this it a movie, little bit. That older one, yeah, mm-hmm. we did. Uh, love that one because it is. Oh, I love a good jump scare, and I just mm-hmm. love spookiness. That movie is great for that. Um, one I loved as a kid was The Nightmare Before Christmas, and apparently I watched it so much my parents hid the film from me because I thought I was going to get ideas. <laughs> ideas see see this is the kind of parents that i had was the we're just not gonna let them watch it i have not watched that film since i was probably six or seven years old not because i can't i I just haven't like i should i should watch it I, i was just singing it in fact so maybe i should watch it you were actually um, I've heard all of the covers of all of the music in that film, um, especially the Amy Lee cover of Sally's song, which mm-hmm. I will always sing and play, mm-hmm. which if you dig real deep in my Instagram, I, there's gotta be a real cringe video of me singing and playing that somewhere. <laughs> there's gotta be. There's gotta be. Um, I don't think I saw that movie all the way through until I was maybe in like high school. And by the time I'd gotten to that point, I was like, I don't get the appeal of this. It it, so, it is so specific. It's no different than I feel like people who like Joker and Harley Quinn, you like you have to be in it. You have to like really like it to really get it. And I like mm. I could not tell you how that movie goes 
since I have not watched it in over 20 years of my life, more than 20 years of my life, I have not watched that film. I, I don't know, do that. Isn't, it, isn't it something like Christmas starts happening in an exclusively Halloween town and Jack Skellington has S- to, like, save Halloween? Something like that? Or he has to save Christmas? I really don't remember. I really don't remember. I don't I know. should watch that film. I just know Kidnap the Sandy Claws. <laughs> yeah, something like that. The movie, just it's so grotesque looking, which is obviously the point. Um, right. But mm-hmm. I, I really feel like I, I want to watch it now that I'm thinking about it. Maybe I'll do that before I go to bed. Maybe it is stop motion, is it not? That's Tim Burton's thing, right? Yeah. Some yeah, because it, it honestly is I hold on. Let me look that up. Cause I don't remember if it's stop motion or claymation or both. When I think stop motion, I like exclusively think claymation. So maybe maybe it's a mixture of both. How was Which is a, a Ben Wyatt word for those of you who watch Parks and Rec. My claymation. Um this actually blah, 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 blah. Stop motion is a stop motion animated film. Okay. Okay, yeah. So what about you? Stop motion, done with claymation. Um, It's the same thing. So I love Paranormal Activity. I love the first Mm -hmm. three Paranormal Activities, which we will talk about them eventually. They're just not currently streaming on anything, so could not make it happen this year. I'm sure they will be streaming on something. They went on for far too long. I think I watched the fourth one, I want to say. And I was just lost. It Like, I could not see how it tied into the rest of the movies. Um, I love those movies because of the way that they're written. I love a good, well-written, like, horror slash thriller movie, mm-hmm. which I would file those more under, like, thriller. Um, and so I usually, I think I made Wes watch those a couple of years ago. Um, maybe for the first time. I don't know if he'd ever seen all three of them. But I love the way those are written because they're written backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, where, like, you start with the most recent one and then you go backwards to um, the sister and then even farther back to them as children. And then the fourth I one, I think like, that's the go, one like, I saw first was three. Really? No, 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 no. I lied, kids. I lied. I definitely saw one first and then I saw three. I don't think I've ever seen two. Really? Okay, so you just should definitely watch it because it's actually really interesting. It goes from, I can't remember the the girl's name, but the the main girl in the first movie, um, her sister that you see in the movie is the is the subject of the second movie it goes backwards in time mm-hmm. um to when that demon was plaguing her family which one had the camera panning from left to right over like a living room or something that would be the second one. okay never mind it's the second one i've seen i've seen one and two but i guess not three okay yeah you wait Camera panning over the living. Okay, no. So there's not a pan shot in the second movie. They have like a stationary security camera in like the top like corner of their living room in the second one that overlooks like their couch area and the kitchen. Um, and it's in black and white. Their security cam is, I think. Um, and in the third one, there is a panning camera that her boyfriend sets up in their house oh no this one was definitely with the kids okay so yeah you've seen you have seen one and three you definitely need to go back and watch two because it's really interesting and it makes a lot of it make sense um so yeah i like to watch those um they back when i was i think i watched those when i was in high school my friend megan shout out to megan i don't know if she listens to this or not but she's the one who got me into paranormal activity we went and i think saw the third one in theaters which was absolutely terrifying 
Um, yeah, we'll never see a horror movie in a giant dark theater. I don't care if I'm with other people. Audrey, I lied. No, I've I seen one, two, again. and three. Oh, okay. I was looking up scenes well, we from the films. I've seen them all. I just don't remember them all. So, yeah. So I like the Paranormal Activity movies. Um, And then, like... Fall slash Halloween season, I really like just keeping on spooky things in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, I go back and I watch old school ghost hunters. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I grew up on ghost hunters, like old school taps with Jay and Grant, um, dudes squaring up against ghosts. Like that was mm-hmm. my absolute jam. Um, I grew up on Destination Truth, which is, if anybody watches Expedition Unknown with Josh Gates, he was previously on a show called Destination Truth on sci-fi, and it was like Ghost Hunters, but with, like, cryptids. Um, They would go, they would travel all over the Earth and look for, um, like, mythological monsters, like, you know, Bigfoot and Chupacabra and stuff like that. Squonk? uh, probably a squonk. I imagine they looked for a squonk, <laughs> although those aren't really terrifying. Apparently, they burst into tears if you catch them. I mean, like, literally, like, puddle of tears. <laughs> I did research on the squonk because of last week. I love that so much. So, um, so yeah, I, I like keeping stuff like that on in the background, um, and I like listening, or I like listening to and watching... Uh, murder documentary stuff. Um, I just kind of have it playing all the time. I think it started when Wes was deployed um, and he was deployed during spooky season. And I would do this thing where to like make the house feel less alone. I would just have the TV on all the oh, time. Because yeah. like when the only other person that lives in the house with you is gone, it's just so quiet. Yeah. So I Especially because you're I used to having for... them there. Mm-hmm. And they're so suddenly I think I gone. cable at the time. And I, I just turned on the TV and I just had it running all the time. So come spooky season, I had Ghost Hunters and um, there's, what is that? What is, I think it's called Destination Fear or something. There's some like it Sounds like a really gimmicky, cool theme park. Uh, right. Um, I'll have to look up what it's called. But there's this, like, it's really gimmicky. It's this like team of like college students who go to haunted locations around the U.S. in their RV and see how long they can stay in the building and how freaked out they get. I've done it's that. supposed to be kind of a psychological experiment, but I mean, scientifically, there's no actual point to it. There's no measurement scale. Um, there's no replicating it. It's mostly just done for like shock value and to see what kind of spooky things they can catch on camera. And those tend to be pretty interesting. Have you ever um, been I've tried... somewhere haunted? Um, I believe that my childhood home might have been haunted. <sighs> Oh, you've told me stories um, I about grew this. Up, I have a really cool story about my childhood home. I grew up in Lisbon, Indiana. Um, you can actually still see my childhood home um, is the big white house on Main Street that's across from, or no, Church Street, not Main Street, Church Street, that's across from what is now the post office, um, but used to be the bank. And back in, when was that? I think that was the 1940s, I believe. Um, when the John Dillinger gang was, uh, at their height in Indiana, they actually came and robbed the Liston Bank. Um, the mayor lived across the street at the time and he took his rifle and stuck it out the window of what later became my bedroom and fired at the John Dillinger gang (laughs) and they fired back. And uh, there is, to this day, unless the current owners have um, plastered over it, a large bullet hole underneath the light switch in that bedroom. 
That um, is neat. What, a, yeah, what an amazing piece of history. House. Oh, it, and it's such a beautiful house, too. Like, it's something out of Twilight. It's this two-story, white-paneled, uh, old Victorian house with a wraparound front porch. Um, absolutely beautiful. So, but also very, very old and it had weird vibes to it. Now, now as an adult, I'm understanding that it had weird vibes to it. Um, as a kid, I remember waking up and seeing some kind of figure, um, like in Victorian-esque garb standing, um, Mm -mm. in my room. Mm -mm. I didn't get any weird vibes from, Mm -mm. like, the apparition, but I don't, here's the thing. I take, take that with a grain of salt because I was approximately six when I saw this. So this could have been like my six-year-old sleepy brain, like having watched like a ghost movie, probably the Haunted Mansion, and just like imagining it. Um, I don't know. So, and I feel like every time somebody says they see a ghost, they're always wearing Victorian garb. And I'm like, what, did no one die after like 19 or 1888? No kidding. No kidding. <laughs> so, um... Uh, like I said, take that with a grain of salt, but it was a very, very old house, so I think that it might have been haunted. Um, but I think that's probably the closest place I can guess, although I was in Park City, Utah this past weekend, and um, Park City, Utah is where uh, the movie Hereditary was filmed. Mm-hmm. Um, we were in, like, the shopping district on Historic Main Street. Uh, we went to, like, the Park City Museum and, and read all about the mining industry that was there, which was very interesting, and I got claustrophobic just reading about it. Uh, they yeah. would, like... They were mining, like, 900 feet down. No, ma'am. With, and, I mean, like, this is in the late 1800s, too. So all they have is, like, wooden ladders and stairs and metal lifts that the cables would snap on all yep. the time. Yep. Like. Not for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about, like, mining kind of accidents that would kill, like, Katniss Everdeen's dad. That kind of mining. <laughs> what a reference. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I could think of when District I was reading nine. about all this because they even had they even had like excuse you District Twelve. My bad. District Nine is the alien movie. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> very very different districts. Whoops. What if District um, Nine yeah. was actually part of Hunger Games? We just didn't know. What if we just didn't know? I've thought about that. I'm like, but does it exist in the same universe? Were there aliens, and that's why there was a war? Who knows. Um, what was I talking about? <laughs> you were talking about Park City, Utah and mines and hauntedness. That's right. And hauntedness. And I went in a store and I, like, I'd been in like all the stores up and down the whole strip, but I mean, like, this was like, again, the historic main street. So it's been around since the late 1800s. Obviously there was a, there was a fire there. Everything's been rebuilt, but everything around there has been there for a while. Mm-hmm. And I went in a, a building and this just one store, I was only able to be in there for maybe like five minutes before I started to kind of have a panic attack. I was like, I have to get out of this room. I have to get out of this shop. And I, once I came back out into the main street, I, I felt totally fine, but I don't know. I just got like the ookiest vibe being in one of those stores and yeah, I don't know. I the like the the logic part of me is like okay, could have been a fear cage, which for anyone who doesn't know what a fear cage is, um in old buildings a lot of the um electrical wiring is poorly insulated or sometimes not insulated at all and especially depending on where it runs um can actually does emit large electromagnetic frequencies that are measurable with an EMF meter. Um that is something that electricians use before ghost hunters picked it up. Um 
and they can measure, like I said, the electromagnetic frequency that the that the wiring puts out. And if it's large enough, it can actually affect your nervous system and cause feelings of unease and anxiety, feeling like you're being watched, hair standing up on the back of your neck, all of those like ick feelings, but are actually caused by a physical phenomena. And and it wasn't a very old building, so I'm like, okay, could have been a fear cage or it could have been ghosts. Who knows? People died. There was a fire. I don't know. One of the one or the other. <laughs> so a few years ago, I think I told you about this. For one of my friend's birthdays, we went to Waverly Hills Sanatorium in Louisville, which is argued You to be- did not tell me about I this. Did. Are you kidding me? Are we even friends? That is my favorite haunted site in the entire nation. Oh my god. I've never told you? No. No way. Oh, I bet you please. Forgot. Okay. No, I would not forget about Waverly Hills Sanatorium. That's in Kentucky, right? Louisville, yes. Yeah, okay. I would not forget about this. Please, I, I want to soak I up every you. detail. Okay. okay. Here, for someone, okay, I just got a like, disclaimer. For somebody who I'm like, okay, I don't I don't know one way or the other about the paranormal, and that's why I love it, because mm-hmm. it's inexplicable. It's like doing a Sudoku puzzle. It's like constantly not having an answer and making your brain work. I feel I feel like my brain flexing, watching and trying to explain away paranormal phenomena. That's why I like it. I don't have an answer. I never will have an answer, but I will always enjoy it because mm-hmm. of that brain flex factor. So continue because Waverly Hills is one of my favorite places ever. It's arguably one of the most haunted places in the country as well. And mm-hmm. so we went yeah. for a friend's birthday. Um Two, three, it was, had to be before COVID, right after COVID. So yeah, we went for a friend's birthday. We went for an overnight. And so that's from midnight till 6 a.m. So we were there for 6 a.m. with a bunch of the people who obviously worked there and helped with research there. Um, And, you know, it was a group of eight, one. Two, three, four, five, six, six of us. And it was awesome. Terrifying at first and awesome. Do you have like footage of this? Like I have pictures. I might have some footage. I definitely have stuff on my phone. I'll have to send it to you. But. Oh my goodness. They take you through a general uh, tour. Well, actually they let you go loose. And then, you know, you can ask people who work their hair. Can you take us to this area? Or can you show us stuff in this area? And they tell you the history of the place as you walk through it. Because they do, they, they really do a tour of the place um, level Did by level. Did you go to the shoot? Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, when I tell you I did not go down the shoot, uh-uh. No, no, man. You shouldn't, you should not go down the shoot. Yeah, no. There's weird, Kinda weird went, things happen like, in that shoot. We were at the top of the shoot. Did not go down the shoot. Uh, I, I think I went, I definitely didn't go all the way down. I went part of the way down. I was like, mm nope, go back up. Um, For those of you wondering and who've never known or listened to anything about Waverly Hills Sanatorium, um, mental hospitals turned, well, mental mental facilities turned hospitals like Waverly Hills um, have a literal body shoot when they were going through patients so quickly during eras like the Spanish influenza um, around like 1918, where patients were just dropping like flies. And to transport them quickly and discreetly, they had a body shoot that they were transported down. So lots and lots and lots of deceased individuals passed through this particular area and weird stuff happens like clockwork so in that area. The There's several rooms that are close to there. The, the, again, 
huge place. But the, the place that had me the most on edge was actually the lobby. It's Interesting. just... It, it's... Hmm. I saw nothing and I heard nothing, but I felt watched for the 10, 15 minutes we were in that room and they were explaining it. I was, I, I was on the outside edge of the group and I was like, we, I was like, I can't, I cannot stand on the outside edge of this anymore. Something's going, uh, something is on me. Like something is on me. I hated uh, every, I said, once we were out of the room, I was like, we are not returning to this room the rest of the night. I will go out a side exit. Like. I, I was like, once we leave this room, I'm not coming back to this room. And again, it was the lobby. Wow. It was the entrance. I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm, not again. I was like, I, I will tour that place. I, I would love to tour that place again. I will not go into oh, that room. can we please go? I want to go with you so bad. Oh, my goodness. My favorite part, though, was there is a part on, there's there's one floor they tell you not to, like, go to. Or at least not Why? go alone without like someone like one of the the workers there with you because there's a really dark entity that goes across the walls and like into the ceiling and the floors and kind of like chases you or will lock you in rooms. They're like, don't don't do that. Um, Interesting. But my favorite part of that whole thing, this whole six hours, was um, there's two ghosts that were really paranormal entities, rather. That were very interesting. There was one, there was a man who used to, a homeless man or something, or a worker who used to live in there with his dog after the place cleared out. And, yeah. um, he's a friendly ghost. Um, I was in his yeah, room. Yeah, I remember hearing about him. We were in his room. Ah, oh, I felt so at peace. Like, that was the room in the whole place where I was like, this feels, I feel okay in here. Like, his, his spirit or whatever was definitely, like, guarding that room from other darker potential spirits. Felt good in that room. Weird. We had one of those, um, oh, what are the readers called? The electromagnetic readers. EMRs? The EMF. Yeah, EMF. Or EMF. We had one of those. Mm-hmm. We felt like he was trying to talk to us, but we, we couldn't be conclusive about it. But that room was really cool. The other one, I think it was on the first or second floor. It was one of the non-scary entity floors where there's a there's just this ghost at the end. Like, you can't go all the way down. But at the end of the hallway, you can see like this little like shadow walk down back and forth, just back and forth. And I could have swore I saw with my eyes this entity go back and forth. And so at the end of the night, I asked one of the tour guides to take me back up there because I was like, I, I was like, I, I swore I saw something. And he's like, you probably did. I can't remember what he said the name of the dude was, but we went up there and he, you know, talked to the ghost. And then he's like, does anyone want to go down there? Because it's easier to see the ghost passing by when someone's actually standing at the end of that hallway. And someone volunteered. Mm-hmm. A brave person volunteered. Audrey. Now this is where it gets creepy. This guy goes to the end of the hallway. And we're like, there's like probably 12 of us standing there with this guy. Because I was like, I wanted to see it again. Because it was so cool. And you like, you look like you see like a little, a little shadow go right past this window a couple times. And then they ask the guy to come back. And he doesn't move. What? He does not move. And then they, his girlfriend calls out to him, like a little worried. He still doesn't move. So then the tour guide and the girlfriend are like yelling at him, like, come back here. And so the tour guide starts walking towards the guy and he like comes out of this trance. I'm telling you, it was, I was like, okay, that's it. It's time to go. 
so he's possessed now. He got, like, fully. Um, like, <laughs> like, someone should like, check on him. <laughs> I, like, after like, the thing Do they was, sell holy water in the gift shop? Because... <laughs> like, after, like, because, again, the sun was about to start to come up at this point. It was, like, five in the morning. And... I was just like, oh my god, I just saw someone get possessed. <laughs> I was like, we gotta get out of here. Like, so don't sit next to him on the bus. Oh, like, man. But it was still, despite that little what? scariness of the very end of the night, I was like, I want to come back. I-, I ain't getting possessed by nothing, I but I want to go back. <laughs> right. It was really cool. It was very yeah. scary. Like, the first couple hours were kind of scary, and then you kind of start getting into it. It just, like... Because the darkness is so encompassing and so heavy, it's, it's it, it gets it like is like tangible darkness. Mm-hmm. And you seek out like there were moments where we're like, okay, we got to seek out because obviously all open air. There's no windows there anymore, so air flows in and mm-hmm. out. Right, they're so all gone. There were times where, like they tell you the places that are a little like obviously less haunted and more peaceful, and they're like, if you need a moment where you just need to breathe, go to like this part, the the day room or the sun room and like go there. That's usually a pretty good spot. They're like, you also can get good readings from like more, like they said, there's like a sister, like there's sisters in there that are really nice and fun. Um, again, the room with the guy and the dog, that one's a pretty good room to go like take a breather in. But you know, they, and there's also like the big atrium. There's an area where kids would play and you can like leave a ball out there to like roll back and forth and we saw the ball roll, yeah. roll once it was neat it was really neat and if yeah, you enjoy paranormal experiment too if you enjoy paranormal stuff it's it's a great place to go and it wasn't super expensive if you live in the midwest like or even the east coast kind of it's it's worth the trip it's fun wow okay next time i'm coming back you me Kristen, we're all going no I, I, it's not just three people i want a whole group because people are going to surround me as we walk through this place because i ain't <laughs> T- take your bible take your <laughs> maybe maybe yeah. maybe wow that i cannot believe that you've never told me about that i could have i'm so sorry I Audrey. i'm so sorry yeah it was oh, a couple summers goodness. ago it was really fun that's crazy I'm like I'm like in shock right now. Like I can't like I'm processing the fact that my friend has been to Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Oh my goodness. It's like my favorite haunted site ever. It's really cool. It's definitely (gasps) worth going to. I'm I'm actually looking at pictures now that I can send you and we can maybe uh, link with the podcast. Oh my goodness. That's so awesome. Um, since we're on the topic of like the paranormal and ghost hunts and stuff, um, I want to share with everyone like my favorite word um, that I learned regarding stuff about hunting ghosts and the paranormal and everything. Um, and that is pareidolia. And I can't spell it off the top of my head. Um, it's like onomatopoeia, like it has a bunch of vowels in it. But the word is pareidolia. And it is the word that is used to describe the effect of your brain trying to make sense of random input um so like a a good a good example would be like an optical illusion one of those pictures is like both a rabbit and a duck and like you look at it and like if you focus on it you can kind of see the duck and then if you focus on it in a different way you can also see that it's a rabbit Mm -hmm. um and and it's in truth the image is neither um but your brain's need to make sense of random sensory input tries to make you process the image as one or the other. 
Um, and the word for that is pareidolia. And we do the same thing when there is like excessive silence or excessive wind. Sometimes you'll feel like you hear music or you hear voices. Mm-hmm. And but really there's absolutely nothing there. Like if you turn if you turn the air off, there's no voices or anything. Um, same thing in the dark when you have like amorphous shadows and stuff, your brain will try to process it and literally like conjure a person out of the shadows. Like I, I swear when we first moved into this apartment, we were sleeping, we didn't have our bed yet. So we were sleeping on a mattress on the ground and, um, hold on a second. We were sleeping on a mattress on the ground and because of the angle at which we were sleeping and the angle that like light came in through my kitchen and hit my um, refrigerator, we, cause we had to sleep with the door open because the cats had to come in and out or they'd paw at the door all night. And I could have sworn to you every single night when I went to bed that Slenderman was standing in uh-uh, my kitchen. Absolutely not. But like, and I would get up and I'd turn on the light and I'm like, okay, it's just the fridge. But then I'd turn off the light and I'm like, no, it's Slenderman. Fridge. Slenderman. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things. So the word is pareidolia again. And it is, I always remind myself of that in those kinds of things. And I'm like, okay, your brain will literally try to make sense of anything, including silence, darkness, wind, all of the above. So again, as someone who likes to be a healthy skeptic, I, I try to remind myself that um, my brain can literally just constantly be being, playing tricks on me. So, side note so. to Waverly Hills, because I found a picture that we're not going to use because it's a group picture, but I read the caption of it. Um, for this picture, we took a group picture, me and my group, and it said at the bottom, while taking this picture, we all heard a, hi, surprise the <laughs> heck out. I remember this now. When we took this group picture, it sounded like there was a kid behind us that just went, hi. And we freaked out. Because obviously, it's like, it's like, how, it's the perfect moment. Because it obviously, whatever that entity was, knew this is a picture that's happening. They're like, oh, I'm going to be in it. Hi. Mm -mm. I remember that now. I'll send you that picture too. Please do. Oh my gosh. I would have made, I'm looking at these pictures of Waverly Hills. And I would, I would have, like, this would have been my background. On my phone for the longest time. This building is so cool It's big, looking. man. It's absolutely massive. I think it stretches... If, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it stretches like a quarter mile. It's... It's It, it could long. be. It, it is very... It's It feels long when you're in it. It... Because like, literally walking from one end to another takes a couple minutes. It takes a couple minutes wow. to get there. And, let, you know, that's just you know, your normal walking pace. Um, I cannot stress enough again, if, if it's some, if you enjoy the paranormal and you enjoy spooky haunted things, go to Waverly Hills. You will find something there that you find enjoyable. That's interesting. I did not know that they were running like tours that you could do, but I mean, like, I guess that makes sense because I don't know, like the skeptic in me is like, well, clearly they have things that are set up to constantly perform every single night so that people can get like they can make money and people can get pictures and stuff like they have speakers that are supposed to make voices now, hear me out, out of the darkness. Like I have the skeptic a, in me wants to do that. I have but an old coworker. At the same time, I have an old coworker who goes all the time and she said some nights when she goes, here's the thing too. She's a skeptic. She she's like, I want to see it. I don't believe it till I see it. And she said, you know, she's still not sure, but she has seen a couple photos when she's been with friends that make her be like, okay, may- maybe. 
And if you go to their Facebook page, or they, I think they have an Instagram as well, and you look through some of the photos that people have posted, it's spooky, dude. It's spooky. Like, I have, there are times where it would come across my Instagram, I was like, no, nope, I'm by, I'm at home by myself, I don't need to look at this right now. No, no, no. Skip. Interesting. Okay. So I just looked and it is still owned by Tina and Charlie Mattingly. So it's been the same owner since 2001. And she's a very nice person. I, mean, I, I say that like I've met her personally, but I've, There's a, I've read so many interviews a lot with her, and seen though. a lot about her. She's, she's very, she's a very sweet person, a very genuine person who really just wants to, um, not like keep alive necessarily, but she wants to preserve this piece of history and, and she very much appreciates whatever paranormal factor is going on there. And so if she can pay for upkeep and keep that place running by having tours of it, like more power to her. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's the flip side of it. And it's, it's like, a piece of okay, history. Well, it, I appreciate that right, too. It's a piece saying. of history. Places like that so often just get demolished, and and it's it's a shame because there's so much history there that like I would go just for the history lesson, which I'm sure that they have plenty of around there too, because I think that that stuff is so interesting. That's why I found the Park City Museum so interesting because there was a huge fire that leveled the entirety of um like all of historic Park City. Like they don't even wow. know how it started, but because of but because everything was you know packed close together and made of wood the, the second something happened the whole town just burned to the ground um speaking of paranormal stuff since we're talking about utah um i learned about a new um type of spirit um there were a lot of irish immigrants in utah during the mining craze and they would hear random tapping in uh the mines and they termed those spirits Tommyknockers. But you is have that where that Irish phrase accent. comes from? The spirits are called Tommyknockers. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they were supposedly the uh, spirits of miners who had passed away while working, who were still hanging around, and they would cause this unidentifiable tapping within the mines. Oh, interesting. And I, I think Stephen King incorporated them into one of his novels. I don't know. My dad said something about that, but I have not actually verified that. So don't quote me. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, I'm quoting you. Yeah. So uh, thank you. Um, so <laughs> yeah, Utah has its own little ghosties called Tommyknockers. Um, I'm Neat. sure there's plenty other paranormal nonsense out here, which I should go do a ghost tour because I'm sure there's a bunch of weird stuff in Utah. There's a huge occult presence out here too. So <laughs> out in the, the plains and the deserts. Hey, man. Oh, right? The hey, mountains. there's mountains. There's mountains, too. Mountains and lots of silver. The amount of times um, I've flown over your area and been like, oh, like hi, Audrey. <laughs> I am. I am out here. Um, okay, what was... Did you guys trick-or-treat when you were kids? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We trick-or-treated in different areas throughout the my childhood because where I lived got rougher and rougher the older I got. So my parents would take mm, us to yeah. some of their friends in the, the neighborhood, and then they would take us to the- That's very common, though. Mm-hmm. Like, especially people who live in apartment complexes yeah. who don't do trick-or-treating. Like, they'll take their kids to a nice neighborhood in the area and just go trick-or-treating around there. That's totally That's normal. exactly what we did, is we would trick-or-treat at um, their friend, our, you know, my parents' friends in the neighborhood, and or drive to their house and trick-or-treat. And then they take us to um, more profound neighborhoods that we knew had candy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, that's how you do it, man. We lived for a brief period of time. We actually lived next to um, a former Colts 
defensive lineman, um, Charlie Johnson. Okay. And he was the sort who gave out full-size candy bars at Halloween. We appreciate that. Yes, we do. So we'd always hit his house first since he was our neighbor and get them them full-size Hershey bars. Absolutely. What was your favorite costume as a kid? Man. Or even as an adult, because so... you you dressed up for a long time. Yeah. Well, so yeah, there's that of course that period of time where like you get too cool for dressing up. Um, that happened to me, I think briefly around like middle school, early high school. And then after that I I wanted to dress up and because I thought it was so cool. Like it was so fun to put on costumes and stuff. And so, oh, I do remember um one costume from when I was in, I think, high school. And basically what I would do is because my my brother and sister were still of the age where they could go trick-or-treating. So I would dress up just to walk around with them. Uh-huh. So they could, so I could still dress up and then be their chaperone. You'd be like, I'm just taking them because I'm their big sister. Not because exactly. I want to dress up. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So totally play it off. So one year, (laughs) (laughs) so one year, which is, I can't believe I didn't mention this a couple weeks ago when we did this episode, I dressed up as a pirate, a la Pirates of the Caribbean. You know what my favorite costume was that you did? What? I will always love your Bellatrix Lestrange. I knew you were going to say that. It's my all-time favorite you've done. Bellatrix. I loved that costume. I wish that I, in hindsight, I would have done my makeup a little bit differently. I should have practiced it the night before. Um, but I did absolutely love that costume. I had, like, this big, like, shredded lacy dress and a corset that I found on Amazon with, like, buckles and leather and everything. And then I crimped my hair up all crazy. We did a big group costume. We had, like, people who went as, like, half-transformed Lupin. So he was, like, wearing... <laughs> oh, cool. He was wearing, like, pants and, like, a, a suit and stuff. And then he had, like, gloves that he he had like stuffed up his sleeves that were like werewolf hands and so like his hands were transformed into a wolf it was awesome i love that they went all out i miss doing group costumes were the best we had one year where we went as the cast of jurassic park yes Um, we had a girl in like a big like velcro on unfortunately not the big blow up one um but we had somebody in like a big velcro on t-rex costume we had somebody go like literally just wore a red polo and a hat and was holding a can of barbasol and he went as (laughs) dodgson (laughs) (laughs) like it was absolutely amazing. I miss those group. The group costumes are the best because it's just like one big walking joke mm-hmm. that you like get constantly as more and more characters from the movie walk by. I love that. <laughs> group costumes are the absolute best. Maybe I'll convince Wes to dress up with me this year and we can go out for something and do like a costume contest. I think that'd be I fun. don't know. What what should Wes and I be this If we do go out, what should Wes and I be? Ooh, hmm. I, you know what? Adam's family is so popular the last few years. You guys could be, um, oh, it's Morticia and Gomez. Oh, yeah. That that's a classic fun. one. That's a classic one for sure. Um, although with my, with my blonde streak, I have a money piece in my hair. I could be Rogue from X-Men. <gasps> you could. Oh, my gosh. He, yes, he could yeah. be Wolverine. Who, yeah, I was going to say, so that's not supposed to be a romantic relationship because he is very old and she is a child. It's supposed to be like a father-daughter relationship. But going back and watching the movies, I'm like, mm, it feels romantic. <laughs> um, But no, she was in with, um, she had a thing with, um, what was his name? Iceman? Sean Ashmore? Is that who she had a thing with in the movies? I do not remember. 
Uh, it's I been feel like so had, long since I've seen this film. I feel so like she long. had a thing with with Iceman. You could be uh, Black Widow and um, Hawkeye. Ooh, that'd be a good one. That'd be a good one. Unless I'd have to shave his mustache, though. But his hair's right. His hair is right. That could be Black Widow. That'd be good. That'd be a good one. I don't know. I'll have to think on this. I'll have to think on this because I love couples costumes. They're always so much fun. But I never know, like, what to do. You have to, like, go out with intent. Mm -hmm. You have to, like, go find some place that's doing a costume contest and and stay there. Ron Stoppable. (gasps) Absolutely. Yes, please. I'll take my cat and she can be Rufus. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Which cat? It matters. Uh, Siri, for sure, because if I shave her, she's pink underneath. Oh, my God. I would never shave her, please. No one think I'm never going to shave Siri. She's so cute. That cat is the sweetest thing in the whole wide world. She sleeps with me every single night. Like, under the covers, head Mm. on my arm, sleeps with me every night. It's the cutest Or she's wild and running around the house playing with stuff in the middle of the night. I cannot tell you how many times I would be at your house and just hear her (laughs) doing stuff that I'm like, this place is haunted or it's Siri. (laughs) It's always Siri. The answer is Siri. It's not haunted. It's Siri. I have this little, I have like a little spider web basket on my coffee table um, that's full of plastic apples um, for like a spooky fall vibe. Mm -hmm. And I have this cute video of her as a little kitten. Um, She would find stuff and put it in her mouth and carry it around the house (laughs) like she was carrying around her prey and she would go get these little plastic apples out of this basket and she would bat them around the house and carry them around and and so I found them when we were going through our stuff and I pulled these apples out and they have little tiny dents in them from all of her little teeth marks I love that so I put them out. I put them out and I'm like, she probably won't play with them. She's not a kitten anymore. That's when she really played with them. I haven't seen her do that a whole lot since we moved out here. And for like the first 24 hours, they all stayed exactly where they were supposed to be. And then the next morning I wake up and they're all over the house. Of course. All of them. Because she has picked them all up one by one out of this basket and been batting them around the house. They all have fresh teeth marks in them. (laughs) I love that so much. It's like a holiday tradition. I have another question. Oh, okay. Go ahead. What is your favorite fall scents? Oh, my favorite fall scents? Okay. I love anything with apples yes. and cloves yes. in it. I love, I love like rich, heady floal scents. Mm-hmm. I used to be like a big fruity scent person. You probably remember that from living with me in college. I lo- well, here's the thing. I was going to say apples are one of my favorite fall scents. Like, you said, you know, apples and cloves, love that. I don't really like baked goods at all, but, like, apples and anything that's firewood or, like, any anything Mm, like that, campfire, those are my two favorite scents for fall. That is currently, like, what I have burning in my house right now. I have, like, an apple and cinnamon and clove candle, Mm -hmm. and then I have another one that is, I think it's called marshmallow fireside. See, I, Um, as long as it's it's not too sweet of a scent, I probably would like that. No, it's much more smoky. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a very rich, smoky fall smell, and I think it's, no, and I have another one called leaves, and I, it, oh my gosh. But of course. It just smells like fall. It just smells like fall in my home. I am a big, like, candle burner kind of person. I always love for my house to be smelling like the season. Um, I will tell you, just getting, getting my brain in the mood, my, they just dropped all the Christmas scents, and, uh, I'm the crazy person that now my- I've already bought several Christmas scents. I have one that I I bought from- I have two. I- 
I'm going to name drop sale. Steph because she doesn't care. Um, I bought, <laughs> she has like a little sh- a Cincy shop she does for her small business. Oh, yeah. And I bought this like s- sniff box. I, I, I don't want to say wrong. Scent box? I don't know. You just whatever. like huffing. Are you just huffing Christmas <laughs> smells all the time? <laughs> Listen, one of the wax melts I got from her was called Cherry's Jubilee. And oh, my God. I was like... I just kept sniffing it over and over and over again. It smelled so good, but I won't use it yet because I need to use like my like pine, not my pine, but like my wood, whatever, you know, my, mm-hmm. my balsam. Gotta get through those. Uh, yeah, I'm, I now, my favorite holiday scent is fresh balsam. Oh, yes. I love I... that one too. Here's the thing, and I distinctly remember be like it's just it it just is a testament to how your your body changes over time because when I was younger, like high school, college, I remember smelling those candles and almost retching when I smelled them. I'm like, <laughs> why would anyone like this? This is terrible. It smells horrible. It smells like a pine fresh car fragrance threw up in this candle. And now I absolutely love it. And I have I I bought two of each of the candles that I bought for the holiday ones. And and so I have one burning in my bedroom and then there's a long hallway and there's my living room and kitchen. And so now I have them both burning simultaneously so that my house can just smell cohesive and all smell like the same thing. Do you have any fall traditions, big or small, that you like to do every year? Um, Binge watching Harry Potter. You have to do a Harry Potter marathon. In, you're not I, wrong. So, ooh, okay, so I'll give you guys this. I have a homemade butterbeer recipe. What I love is um, that everyone has a homemade butterbeer butter beer recipe, and they're all very similar, but also slightly different. But also slightly different, yeah. So this is the one that I make for my family. I find that it is pretty darn close to the Harry Potter world one. Um, so, and you can make this non-alcoholic or you can make it alcoholic. We, we usually do non-alcoholic in my house because I'm usually making it for my whole family. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you wanted to make it alcoholic, you could just put a shot of Fireball in it. Um, I feel like that would go the best with it. Um, See, which, you're, you're a Fireball that... person where I know some who put whiskey in instead. Damn. You could, I mean, that's te- technically Fireball is a whiskey, I think. Um, but it's a very, very sweet whiskey. I usually put that in my um, hot chocolate. I don't um, mind Fireball as much. I like. I think it's just because it I can me, drink it a little easier than I can whiskey, depending on the make of the yeah, whiskey. Yeah, I can't do whiskey. I can't do... I can't. Wes is a whiskey drinker. He loves to sip whiskey. He is a whiskey connoisseur. I cannot stand it. It makes me vomit. Um, it, do, do it. It, it just it's smells not, bad. It's not usually my first drink of choice. I will usually have to pad other things first before going to whiskey, but I don't mind whiskey. Ugh, I just... I can't do it. I'm not a whiskey person. I will drink wine and beer, and that's it. <laughs> Um, so on my, uh, butterbeer recipe, I do, if you, you'll find that you can find this in like the spices section where they sell flavor extract, um, along with like, you know, mint and vanilla and all that stuff. Um, there's one for butter. It's just literally butter extract. (laughs) And so you do a cap full, um, or like a cap full and a half. It's strong. So you want to go easy on it. Um, just like vanilla. Um, I just do a capful in the bottom of the glass and then pour, um, I usually get, oh, what are these syrups called? But like coffee flavoring syrups, um, Torani. I get a Torani, um, butterscotch syrup and put, um, a tablespoon or two of that in the bottom of the glass and then pour in A&W cream soda on top of it. Delicious. And then 
top with ice to chill. And then the topper is the key because if you've been to Harry Potter World, um, it's like a soda on the bottom and then they have a cream topper. And I've tried several different ones and the best method that I have found is actually using Cool Whip um, and, cool and putting whip. that in some kind of container. Cool Whip. Um, I can't not say that without sounding like the Looney Tunes. Boo Whip. See, I was going um, with um, Stewie from Family Guy. Oh. <laughs> I don't know enough Family Guy quotes except for mom, mommy, literally mom, same mama. character. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. I know Stewie is. Um. Anyway, anyway, butterbeer. Um. Derailment. I. To, yeah, derailment. Choo choo. Um. This whole episode is a derailment. <laughs> um. It's got a theme. So, I, I thought you were doing with the choo choo noise, and then I heard the high pitch thing. I thought you were going. <laughs> <laughs> No, not Harry. <laughs> I thought that's what you were doing. This is not us, you know, hinting out doing Prisoner of Azkaban mm. anytime soon, wink. Oh, but we will. We will eventually. Um, so, okay, sorry. Topper for butterbeer. Um, I use, I put Cool Whip and then um, a little bit of milk in it to thin it out mm-hmm. or heavy cream. Um, and then again, a little bit of that same butterscotch flavoring. And then whip it all together until it has a creamy consistency and then pour it on top of the ice and it will lay there like a, that's basically also how Starbucks makes their cold foam for a lot of their drinks is mixing like heavy cream and milk and a syrup together. So this is just Cool Whip. And um, the Cool Whip I find keeps the consistency and helps it float on top of your drink um, as opposed to mixing with it. Um, kind of like a root beer float. I like that. So it sounds delicious. That's how I make it. You can top with butterscotch syrup if you want to. Um, now when I say syrup, I mean like the the liquid drink syrup. Yeah. But you can use like the ice cream syrup topper, the thick one. You can use that too. Um, I just wouldn't put it in the bottom of your drink because it'll get chunky. But you can put that in the cool whip because it will mix nicely with that. In recent years, and voila! I love that. I would say for for my family in recent years, we've um. My or I can't even say we like somehow my brother Aaron and I both have fall decorations, but not for our houses. We decorate what? our mom's place with our stuff. Oh. So I bought a bunch of like pumpkins and like cute little fall decor, and Aaron bought a ton of like <laughs> Halloween lights, like a ton. He has these like spiders and acorn lights and pumpkin lights and Stop, leaf that's lights. So cute. I'm not done. Pumpkins. Wait, do you mean acorn or do you mean candy corn? No, lights? acorns. Acorns. Aww. And then he has these two pumpkins that sit in her living room. And then he has three lights that go in her window. And I'm I'm telling you, it's like we mm. like I think it's because we end up spending the holiday, you know, with at our mom's house. And re- recently, which I love to do is for those who don't know, my parents split up when I was nine, but in, in the last 10 years, they've gotten close. They're friends again. And it's really good. Yeah. And it's really awesome that we, we all spend holidays together again, both parents That's and awesome. my, me and my brother. And it's, it's awesome. I love it. And, Talk so, about co-parenting. R- literally, though. Like, it, that's that's what's wonderful is, like, I got very lucky that despite my parents splitting up, they are good friends. Um, yeah. Yeah. You, you guys are very blessed. So it, it's it's been fun in recent years to do holidays together. <laughs> my parents that's crack awesome. me up when they sit on the couch and just talk about all the meds they're on. 
crack up in laughter and then cough at the end of it too <laughs> oh my god it is the cutest and funny like anytime we get together for like even like a fan like a random family dinner like if i'm in town and i'll be like hey let's all get together for like a, a dinner or whatever they'll just sit on the couch talking about what new meds they're on and how they make <laughs> each other oh that's me that's me and my aunt but it's usually we're talking about like what anti-anxiety meds we've tried and what weird side effects we had it's just it is so funny to me but yeah i i love in recent years the like getting together for thanksgiving and christmas with you know my parents and my brother and you know when my niece and nephew oh, my oldest nephew and niece are available it's been great it's fun it, it is fun to I, i've always loved having my family over and doing holidays together and you know Time comes and goes and things change, but, you know, dinner, sitting down for a dinner with family, that is one tradition I've always loved. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think we've had a very successful discussion derailment episode. I love it. (laughs) This has been very relaxing and cathartic. It has. Oh, yes. Much better than... Send me your bill. (laughs) Yes. I'll send it to my insurance. (laughs) Okay, so we didn't decide. Are, what are we doing? Are we doing something next week? Um, we, I know, like we were gonna do Haunted Mansion. I don't. Mm. Eh, eh. I'm not feeling it anymore. I'm not feeling it anymore. There, it's not that we can't do it. It's just. I mean, technically, as of like, like next Friday, we're out of October. We're officially in we're, November. We'll be in November. Maybe it'll just uh, be a surprise Thursday. Thursday, November 3rd is Day of the... Or Thursday, November 3rd. I can talk, Day of the I Dead? Promise. Um, yeah, thank you. Oh, Coco. <laughs> we should do Coco. I've never seen Coco. Oh, okay, let's do it. So good. It's on Disney Plus. If people who haven't watched it need to go watch it. Coco is wonderful. Like, hold on. Let me double check. I'm pretty sure... It, I'm pretty sure it's on it's Disney Plus. It's based on... I don't want to butcher it. Butcher it. Look, I can't. I butchered butcher. Day of the Muertos. Yes. Also, apparently, hold yes, on, on the eve of Day of the I'm Dead. Yes. There you go. Okay. Also, um, November is also American Indian Heritage Month. Okay. Um. So I definitely think that we should do um American Indian movie at some point this month for that because I am fascinated with the uh Indian people. Yes. They're awesome. And there's a huge Indian population here in Utah, which for anyone who hears that and cringes a little bit, you are wrong. Anyone who's told you that you should call them Native Americans, that's fine, but they are called Indians. They call themselves Indians. That's what they are. My sister, my poor sister, got a whole lot of flack on her Instagram. She she actually went to the town in Oregon where they filmed um, Twilight, and she went to, I think it was called... I think it was just called Indian Beach or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, where they filmed some of the scenes for Twilight. And a bunch of people were like, um, they're called Native Americans. And they're like, they named this beach. They call themselves Indians. They named this beach. They call themselves Indians. Hush up. So don't let some old white teacher tell you that you're not supposed to call somebody something. How about you let the actual people tell you you're not supposed to call them that? It's a big pet peeve of mine because the 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 American Indian people are fantastic and their heritage is very, very rich. It very rich. So anyway, very, very rich. So, um, so Coco for next week. Coco. For Day of the Dead. For Day All of the right. Dead. That's fun. Okay. I haven't seen it. That's it's a great a, excuse uh, for me to watch the movie. You're going to love it. It's so good. It makes me cry every uh, time. I'm prepared. I'm, I'm prepared to be singing all it's of It's one songs. of my niece's favorite movies. Okay. All right. I'm excited to watch it. 
You're gonna love I'm it. I'm gonna watch it before. I'm gonna watch it before the day that we record on it. Too. Definitely, yeah. You know, I'm gonna fact, not procrastinate. Gonna watch it sometime in the next few days. You know, maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe, I'll watch maybe it. Maybe watch it with me. Yeah. Oh yeah, that'd be good. Okay. All right. Well, that is a wrap, you guys. Um, we had a, a very nice Halloween discussion episode. I hope you guys enjoyed like a chill, just Audrey and Shuri podcast episode. So yeah, next week we're talking about Coco. So. Make sure to be back here next Friday to tune in. Roll credits. Cinnamon Pulse. No. <laughs> Cinematic Pulse is edited and produced by Cherie Jackson. The episodes and theme are written and performed by yours truly. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and you can find Cinematic Pulse on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Please consider supporting us by becoming a member of our Patreon, where you can get access to show notes, vote on our upcoming episodes, and get exclusive downloads of our episode art. Thank you so much for listening, because we just checked your Cinematic Pulse.